Welcome to Ancient Roots, Modern Paths, exploring Orisha and Ifa wisdom. This captivating podcast will take you on a transformative journey where ancient wisdom meets modern practice. I am your host, Ianifa Ekundayo Ekuntonisin. I'm a devoted student of the West African Yoruba spiritual tradition. Join me on a journey that blends ancient wisdom with modern practice. We'll delve into the sacred teachings that have guided generations for millennia. We'll uncover insights and practices to guide and shape your life path. Subscribe now and join our secret community as we unlock and apply the profound wisdom of Orisha and Ifa to everyday living. Ekabo, welcome back. I'm very excited that you're here and so grateful for those of you who have actually shared this podcast with friends and family, um, or that you're a listener who doesn't miss an episode. If that's you, thank you so much. It means a lot to me to be able to share some of the wisdom of Ifa that I have learned over the years, as well as, you know, debunk some misconceptions. And as I always say, especially to members of, um, my ile, ile, ifa otu orire, it is really important to always be a student of this tradition. Um, the ifa orisha tradition is one in which you can never know everything. Uh, when I say that, it is literally the truth. N- even the most proficient and profoundly um, profoundly experienced yanifa and babalawo in uh, Yoruba land they too don't have all of the breadth and the knowledge. Imagine if you're looking up in the sky at night, especially, and you see stars far, far, far away, that that is the wisdom of Ifa and then beyond that. So Ifa is truly unknowable, but it is worthy of continuous study and continuous application to our own lives, which is what I do a quite a bit of. So uh today I was thinking about what you know what to share what you know there's a lot of lot going on in the world as as you probably um, are experiencing or seeing and one of the things that I was just thinking about is what is some of the guidance that every Yanifa Babalawo, uh, Olorisha, so those people who are maybe not initiated and in working with Ifa, uh, just regular devotees. What are the what are some of the what are some of the laws that govern what we do? So I want to just talk about that, share a little bit, and I I actually have a couple of sources that I'm that I'm utilizing this from. Uh, because I'm going to do this, which is the 16 laws of Ifa. And then in our next episode, I'll be talking about the 16 truths of Ifa. And remember first and foremost, that it is very important that anytime a Ianifa or Babalao speaks about something related to Ifa, that it comes from an Odu, which is our sacred text. So our sacred texts are always the guidance that is that gives uh, rise to understanding. Um, it, it is the wisdom. Uh, it's, it's the wisdom of Ifa's, the wisdom of this tradition. And so uh, there are laws of Ifa. 
there are 16 laws of Ifa, and then there are also 16 truths of Ifa, and they're somewhat different. There are some similarities, but I want to just share both. So just to start, um, this uh, the 16 laws that I'm going to explore today and unpack a bit today come from uh, Ika Ofun. So that's Ika Ofun from Odu Ifa. And it's a really powerful, you know, uh, Oduifa is not linear. It's not written in a way that you can always just pick it up and understand it immediately. And so, which is also part of why we study so much, why we're, why it's important for Ianifa, Babalao, Olorishas, devotees to study all the time. Literally on a daily basis, I'm studying something. Uh, sometimes I'm more committed, meaning I'm actually committing things to memory. Other times I'm reading or listening. I might be listening to Orin, which are songs, um, so that I can, you know, hear the language. I can hear the, the 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 sounds in the songs. But it's important to always be studying. For anyone who is here in the diaspora in the Western Hemisphere. It is highly likely that you've come from another religious tradition into this spiritual, religious, cultural uh, tradition and life, life way. And so if that is the case, there may be some specific ways that you would expect the, the, uh, the, the, the tradition to be taught. And it doesn't always happen. For those people who come from Yoruba land who are, you know, generations long, Iyanifa, Babalawo, coming from families whose grandfathers, 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 grandfathers were Babalao or their grandmothers uh, were Iyanifa or healers. You know, there's a literally generations, like seven, eight, nine, ten generations or more that people can trace their lineages back to. So let's dive into the 16 laws of Ifa from Ika Ofun. So there were 16 elders, and these 16 elders, they were getting ready to go on a trip to Ile Ife. And Ile Ife, in the creation story of, uh, of the Yoruba people, Ile Ife, which is in Nigeria, is considered to be the, the, the birthplace or the founding place where the entire world was created, um, meaning the terra firma, the, the firm earth. Before that, it was just one big, one big planet of water. But it is believed, and I think one day I'll tell that story. It's a beautiful story, the creation story of of uh, the Yoruba people in Ifa. So, but Ile Ife is the is the birthplace of the world of humanity of people of this tradition. So there were sixteen elders. They were getting ready to make this travel to Ile Ife, but they know that before they travel. It was very important for them to get divination, to get dafa. So they went to Babalaos, and the Babalaos, um, the Babalaos consulted Ifa for them. And the question that these sixteen elders had was, "Would will we live as long as Olodumare, which is um, the 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 master creator of everything? Will, will we live as long as Olodumare?" Oludumari said that we'll have long life. Is it, is it true? So this was their question to Ifa. So the Babalaos, they cast um, Ikin, and the messages begin to come back. And 
the Babalaos looked at the 16 elders and they said, well, Ifa says that um, you will you will live long and you will have good health, but it's important that you respect and obey Ifa's guiding laws. So this is important. Yes, you will have long life. You will have good health, but you must ex- you must respect and obey Ifa's guiding laws. Oh, the 16 elders are like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's cool. We can do that. No problem, no problem, no problem. And then the Babalao says, but there's more. And so they said, so first, the first of Ifa's laws that is important is that you must not call something. You must not call. So what it says is you must not call Isuru, which is a yam species. Don't call it Isuru. That is, if... If you don't know what to say, you, you're not allowed. It's, it's not good for you to say things that you don't know, right? So if you think about in your life and you kind of apply this law to your own life, whether you're a devotee, whether you're just learning, whether you're a yenifa, babalao, if you say things, um, if, you're, if you're saying things, but you don't you don't really know anything. Like sometimes in the Western world, it's easy for us, you know, fake it till you make it, right? So there's a whole culture around being disingenuous. There's a whole culture around telling mistruths in order to be perceived as being smart or sophisticated or wise or in the know. But in this first law of Ifa, it says, you, you cannot say what you do not know. So imagine in your own life where that can apply. And then the Babalao looked and said, and the second law, the second law that is important, Ifa's laws that are important is do not perform anything for which you do not have the basic knowledge. So this is very important for those of you who've listened to some of my past, my past podcasts. I've talked about the 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 Facebook Babalaos who, or Ianifa who, you know, jump into your DMs and say, hey, you know, your ancestors said that, you know, I need to perform, you know, this expensive ritual for you uh, so that, you know, you can have long life and lots of money. And oftentimes those people are not really Babalaos because Babalaos, Babalaos and Ianifas, we are not allowed to go like solicit business, like go out and hit you in, in on Facebook or on Instagram or TikTok and say, Hey, you know, your ancestors spoke to me in my dreams last night. You got to come give me some business. That is not the way this tradition works. And so it's important that in the second law of Ifa, it says, do not perform anything for which you do not have the basic knowledge. Imagine that your job, maybe you, maybe you're trying to fake it till you make it, right? Maybe you're trying to, maybe you're trying to get that promotion and maybe you're doing something that you don't even have the basic knowledge for. Like, have you read those articles where there are people who have been practicing nurses or practicing medical doctors, performing surgeries, administering medications, and they do not have medical licenses? It's not just that they were revoked. It's that they never have had them. There are many, you can search on the internet, literally, there are many cases of people practicing medicine and they do not have a license. So in this, in this uh, second law of Ifa. 
do not perform anything for which you do not have the basic knowledge. This also goes to rituals. This also goes to why it's so important for you to make sure if you're if you're a devotee or you're new and you're wanting to learn is to make sure you ask a lot of questions. I had a previous podcast that talked about what are the questions you should ask, you know, before you go and are initiated with with a Yanifara Babalao. The third law of Ifa, they say the the Babalawas were saying, do not mislead people. Now, this goes back to this culture of fake it till you make it, right? But it's important to remember that Ifa is the most powerful self-development system that I've come across. And what I mean by that is that Ifa is all about character development character development so that you are able to enjoy, tap in and activate all of the all of your gifts that are that are part of your destiny, that are part of your ori. Your ori has the 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 secret code essentially to your life, your destiny, what you're here on IA in this marketplace, what you're here to do. And so it's important that um, that you would hear or you think about this um, third law, which is not to mislead people, right? It's, it's to be mindful of, you know, if there's things that you're able to do, if you're a Iyanifa, like I tell people in my Ile all the time, there are things that I know, there are things that I do not know. And if I don't know something, I will tell you, I do not know. I don't know. I'll consult with my Aluo. I'll consult with uh, other elders in the tradition that I I honor and respect. But it's important not to mislead people. And I think in this tradition, because here on the diaspora, it can be very fractured. It can be very difficult to figure out, you know, especially if you've been initiated to Ifa and there's things that you're supposed to learn and do. If you haven't had constant or consistent communication with your Aluos or whoever initiated you in Nigeria, it can be very easy like to watch a YouTube video and then go, oh, I know how to perform divination. Uh, No, you don't. You will not learn that on a YouTube video. And so it's important in this, um, this third law of Ifa, do not mislead people. And the fourth law, it kind of builds on the second. The fourth law of Ifa is do not deceive people. So do not, do not, you know, and it goes along with misleading people. Um, don't deceive people. Don't, again, uh, give them the impression that you're able to resolve thing, things for them. As human beings, we are merely vessels and conduits, Right. The, the Orisha work through us, Ifa's words work through us, but it is not ours to say, oh, I can heal you. No, 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 no. We don't do that. We don't do that in, in Ifa. It's, it is not correct. In the fifth law of Ifa, Ifa says, do not claim a wisdom that you don't have. So how many of you encounter people that you know, puff up and perpetrate that they know a bunch of stuff or, you know, that they, they've done this. Sometimes I see this in kids a lot, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a professional at that. I'm an expert at that. Yeah. I know how to do all of that. Yeah. No problem. I know how to do that. And then you, you know, you give them, they're like, oh yeah, I know how to drive a car. You know, if that's a, that's sort of an activity, but I know how to drive a car. Yeah. I know how to work on a car. So you give them the keys and then they sit there and they fumble around, have no idea. So it's important is do not claim a wisdom. Do not claim a wisdom that you do not have. The sixth 
law of Ifa is to be humble and be very mindful not to be egocentric. It's not about us as Ianifa and Babalao. We are here when we are when we are in communities, when we are healing, when we are helping people in communities. Um, it's important for us not to puff ourselves up. I remember this story. Um, it was told to my told to me by my Alua a long time ago, Baba Ifa Topwe. And it was a story of, you know, all these Babalaos had come together and they were they were chanting various verses of Ifa. So an Odu, you know, they were casting, an Odu fell, and let's say there were like 10 Babalaos from the most junior Babalao all the way to the most senior. Maybe that Babalao was like 70, 80 years old, the most senior elder. And so as each of them started to chant, traditionally you might chant maybe two verses, especially when you're in a large group. Right. If you're in a smaller group, you may chant more than one verse about the same Odu. But in this case, there were 10. And so the first, the youngest Babalao chanted, he chanted one verse. And it went to the next one. That person chanted one. And as it started to go up, we got to like the middle. And this one, this one Babalao, he was young. He was like, mm, he was like 18, 19 years old. And he was really feeling himself because he was actually really, really proficient. And so he starts chanting, oh, he starts chanting the essay, the verses of this Odu. And he goes on chanting, he chants one, then he chants another one, then he chants a third, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth. He just kept chanting all these verses. And all of the Babalaos, all the elders above him who had not gone yet, started to shift and grumble a bit. And he finally, one of them finally was like, you know, you're done. You, you have to stop and you, you don't leave anything for us. And so, and also in that moment, they recognized that he was not being humble and he was very ego driven. He wanted to show off what he knew how to do. As it got to one of the older Babalaos when they were finished, the older Babalao looked at him and chanted something. And from that moment forward, that young man could no longer remember any verses, any verses, the verses that had taken him years and years and years to remember. He could no longer remember any verses. And this is just an illustration of the importance of being humble, no matter where we are in our work, in, in this tradition, is to be humble, not to be focused on our ego. And you'll see a lot of folks who are definitely focused on their ego, but it's important not to be focused there. The seventh law of Ifa is not to be treacherous. So it's very important, right? Not to be treacherous. What does treachery mean to you? You know, it could be setting people up, people you disagree with at work, setting them up so that they fail. It could be um, casting, you know, casting negativity on other people. If you are a gifted Iyanifa Babalao and a well-trained Iyanifa Babalao, you have the power, right? So it's important for us, going back even to number six, is it's important to be humble, not egotistical. Many people have things, negative things happen to them. Just because we're Iyanifa or Babalao doesn't mean that things don't happen to us. Doesn't mean that we don't have, you know, negative experiences. But it's important for us not to be treacherous, not to be vengeful in a way. Um, the eighth law of Ifa is that it is very important for you not to break taboos. Now, if you don't know anything about taboos right now, little sidebar. Whenever you go for divination, and particularly as you go 
for uh, initiations. So as you have your initiations, there are at least three times when you'll get a um, when you'll when when an odu will be cast for you at least three during the initiation process, and when that happens, often there are taboos, things that you should refrain from, that you should not do, that should not eat, should not wear, and sometimes should not go. And so, in in and taboos are very important for your spiritual evolution, and when you break a taboo. There are there can sometimes be catastrophic consequences, life or death. There can sometimes be a a halt in or an impact to your health, your well being, your opportunities, etc. And so it's very important. And the eighth law is not to break taboos. And so, um, and so the ninth law is actually very similar. And this is also not breaking. This is also not to break. Taboos, but this is a related to food for sacred foods, not to break taboos around and regarding sacred foods. Okay, so um, the first, sorry, let me just actually go back on the eighth law. It's about not breaking taboos related to um, like implements, um, things, clothing, those types of things. And the ninth law, it's about not breaking food taboos. So maintaining your food taboos, and we all get food taboos. It is, and you know, it might be your favorite food that you love, but Ifa knows that that food that you love can actually be a detriment to your health or your life. Sometimes we have them permanently. We have permanent taboos. Sometimes we have annual taboos. The 10th law of Ifa is the same. Do not break taboos. And this is like in terms of like travel and where you're, where you go, maybe where you, things that you do inside of your house or in your work environments, that this is another taboo is so in all the places that you can possibly have to have taboos, Ifa reinforces in this 10th law, don't break taboos. So it just shows there are three laws related to not breaking taboos to reinforce the critical nature of and, port, and importance of, of maintaining, keeping your taboos um, for your spiritual longevity, your spiritual growth and development. And Ifa's law, uh, this, the 11th law, it says it's important to respect people who are not as strong as you, who might be feeble, it's important to be nice to them. So consider that one of Obatala's children is um, the hunchback because Obatala is the creator and the shaper and the, and the manifester of the physical body. Like Obatala, one of Obatala's jobs um, is to shape the human form. But in the stories about Obatala, one day he was shaping human forms and he saw some palm wine and he started drinking the palm wine and got really drunk. And in that moment, he was still shaping a human form. But that human form, the arms were wrong, the back was crooked, the, the, the speech was deformed, the legs were shorter. And so in this 11th law, it says to respect the feeble, respect the weak, be nice to them. They're all Obatala's children. Huh? They're all Obatala's children. So it's important to be very respectful and acknowledge them. The 12th law of Ifa 
is to always respect and be nice to the elderly. And I know sometimes elder, elders can be cranky and crotchety and maybe sometimes antagonistic and mean. But it's important as an Ifa practitioner or Risha practitioner, Ifa Babalao or Lorisha, it's important for you to always be nice, be respectful to elders, right? Because first of all, we're all going to be elders one day. And so you kind of sow, sow you kind of sow the seeds of the future, but it's important to be nice to the elderly, right? So you may have an elder in your life that is very cantankerous, you know, maybe they're at the last stages of their life and they're frustrated, they're angry, you know, saying prayers for them, saying prayers with them, finding things that make them happy, but to just be respectful, don't come out of your character if their character is not on point. Um, the 13th law of Ifa is to respect the moral laws. So these are laws related to theft. There are laws related to, um, adultery. There are laws related to, um, just moral character, like being of good character. It is important in, in the 16 laws of Ifa to make sure that you're respecting them. You're following them. Um, they're, they're not there for just, you know, giggles and grins. The 14th law is that it's important for you not to mess around with other people's spouses, uh, not to betray your friends. So if one of your friends has, was a best friend, a married friend, has a spouse and you have your eye on him or her, or, or her um, stop it. If you're involved with them, stop it. If you're particularly, if you're a practitioner, because you're violating, I mean, at that point you're violating a covenant, whatever covenants that they have, but also it brings ill repute on you, right? Your consciousness is affected knowing that you are with someone's el someone else's spouse, um, or that you are betraying your friend who maybe you're, maybe you're, you know, having intimate, intimate interactions with their husband or their wife, and that's your best friend. So in this, the 14th law of Ifa says, do not take another friend's, do not take your friend's wife and do not betray your friends. The 15th law of Ifa is that, um, if someone comes and gives you their secrets, they tell you their secrets. It's, uh, very important that you don't discuss their secrets, that you keep your, you keep people's confidences because they trust you. And trust is something that is so important. Eh? Trust is very, very, very important. But once you break it, it is so hard to get it back. So in this 15th law of Ifa, Ifa says, do not betray trust and do not gossip. Do not take someone's secrets that they've confided in you and go and spread it all over the world, all over the place because you're trying to feel important or, you know, or you think, you think that you're entitled to be able to say something about their lives. You're not. Do not betray trust. And the final um, law of Ifa is, and this kind of goes with the, the 14th law, is do not disrespect. So if you come across a Babalao, a Babalao's wife or an important person's spouse in this tradition, and these are, you know, these laws are, are from ancient, ancient times. But I think that you understand, you'll get from this, how the, the tenets, how it's still so important. So in this 16th law of Ifa, 
um, you, you, it is important for you not to disrespect or to make love to a Babalawa's wife. That means, again, don't cross over into other people's business, other people's uh, relationships. Don't think that, you know, don't allow yourself to, to, um, to find yourself in a position where you're falling in love with someone's spouse, male or female. It's just in this, again, in this 16th law of Ifa, this is all about respecting moral covenants, right? Respecting the moral law, respecting trust, not betraying trust, um, being, not being egotistical. Um, you know, all of these, all of these come into this last, last law. And so after the Babalaos who were performing divination for the 16 elders, after they shared the 16 laws, the elders were like, okay, well, we're ready to go. We're head out, heading out now. We're going to Ile Ife. And so they were on their way. But one of the things that the Babalaos who had done divination for them, they said, you know, it's important for you. It's important for each one of you to make sure that you adhere to these 16 laws. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. We got it. We're good. Peace. We're out. We're out. We're going to go travel. So they go to Ile Ife and in a heartbeat, in a quickness, they each started dying. They were out there living their lives, hanging out in the marketplace, doing their thing. They started dying one after another. And so the remaining, uh, those that were remaining, they went back to the, they went back to their Baba Laos and they were like the 16 elders, there was minus like seven or eight. They go back to their Baba Laos. They're like, ah, what is this? You told us not to do these things. And we're just dying. We're dying, dying, dying. And the Baba Laos said, well, it's not Arumila's fault that you are dying. You're dying because you broke Ifa's rules. You broke Ifa's laws. And because you broke Ifa's laws, that is why some of you are no longer here. It's so important that you must, you must ad adhere to Ifa's laws. Because if you do not, you meet with spiritual death. You can meet with physical death. You can meet with death of opportunity. You can meet with death of, of your money. You can meet with death of your, of, your, of, your, of your expansion, your job, everything. If you, if you violate those, those rules. And he said, it's important to be upright, be of good character. Work on developing your care. Follow these rules so that you are able to, um, you're able to live a long life, be in great health, and you're able to be leaders, exemplars in the community that other people can look up to and know that this is a path that they want to follow. So, um, in this, in this, uh, in this Odu, the Odu is Ika Ofun, the Odu Ifa is Ika Ofun. It lays out the 16 laws of Ifa. So I hope that you found this beneficial and to understand that Ifa is not just sort of like wishy-washy, anything goes, you know, maybe in some traditions there are moral laws, but you know, there's not, there's maybe, well, there probably are consequences, but in certainly in Ifa, it, there's a direct connection between uh, being of good character, living a good life and having the complete opposite happen. And it is our character that we must continually work on. Applying these 16 laws can be extremely helpful in order to shape that. So I hope you found this, uh, this podcast helpful and beneficial in your, in your work, in, in your study, in your, 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 your learning more about this tradition. 
If you want to learn more, um, please feel free to head over to our website, ifadestiny.com. There are some great classes, especially the class on Ori, which is really where it all starts, uh, that, that you're more than welcome to, uh, to, to sign and participate in. If you are someone who has been initiated along the way, and maybe you've, maybe for whatever variety of reasons you've lost your connection to your the community where you were initiated, you are welcome to um, into our community. Um, your if you can go on our website, there's a portal for you to sign up for um, to participate as someone who is not initiated at all. And then we also have a portal with some different activities, different engage level of engagement for those people who have been initiated either to Ifar or to Orisha or both, um, where you can continue to grow and learn and continue to, um, be a student and develop your, 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 your understanding, your tools of the tradition. So with that, thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. Please share with a friend and until next time, Odabo. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us on the Ancient Roots Modern Paths Exploring Orisha and Ifa Wisdom Podcast. To learn more about this tradition, join our community at www.ifadestiny.com. Join us to explore and grow together on this spiritual journey. Please subscribe, like, share, and invite others to hear and participate in our podcast as we spread the wisdom of Orisha and Ifa across the globe.